This is the Bride Chilla Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia's a comedian, wife, author of Smart Wedding, who was bitten by a monkey on her honeymoon in Bali and spent a month receiving rabies injections. Yep, that's exactly what you want to hear when you are first listening to a wedding planning podcast, the word rabies. And uh, well, there's plenty more of that where that came from. I am Alicia, the host of the Bride Chiller podcast. This used to be called the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, and this is an updated version of the uh, very first episode of the show, which I recorded over three years ago. I am going to share my rabies honeymoon story with you because I think it's a really good way to get to know me and uh, some of the debauch shit that seems to happen to me. Uh, but I, firstly, I just wanted to update you about the podcast. I don't know how you found the podcast. I love hearing about where people find the Bride Chiller podcast, formerly Save the Date, and uh, where you listen. I'd love to get to know my Bride Chiller and Groom Chiller listeners. I've got listeners all over the world. I've helped thousands of people through the sometimes cray, cray, cray atmosphere that is wedding planning. If you're looking for flowers, bows, butterflies, and all that sort of stuff, I suggest you potentially... Uh, look elsewhere but don't go this is a sort of realist wedding podcast I try and give you all the guidance that I can without judging it's a non-judgmental situation but it's also a place of support and uh, we don't talk about you know dresses that much we sort of talk about how insane families can be and how expensive shit can be and how hardcore wedding planning can get Uh, about two weeks in when you realize you've just taken on a second full-time job. Basically, it can get pretty crazy, but I'm here to help you. And so is the Bride Chiller community. I'm going to let old three-year-ago me tell you the rabies story, and then I'm going to come back and share with you a bit more about the Bride Chiller podcast and what you will be expecting to hear in the next, I don't know, 300 episodes that I've recorded since. Oh, there's so much to hear and learn. Welcome aboard. I love you all so much. Visit thebridechiller.com if you'd like to uh, stalk me, see my face. Often people, you know, when you can search the Google search terms, we can see the keywords that people find. You often just want to see my face. I get it. I stalk people all the time. I've got brown hair, a big fringe at the moment, and a husband called Rich, which you will learn all about now. I don't have rabies. I'd be dead right now, but it did happen. We were in Bali. We're on the final day of our honeymoon. We'd had the most amazing time. We'd stayed in a villa. We had a butler who we didn't know what to do with. We don't have staff in our world, Richard and I, and we would just basically talk to him and then just send him away because it was ridiculous. On the last day of our honeymoon, the plane wasn't till the early evening. We'd been kicked out of the hotel, so we were filling in time. And I have this penchant for monkeys. I love monkeys. And there's a monkey forest in a place called Ubud. Highly recommend visiting Ubud. Don't know if I'd recommend the monkey park. So you basically walk into a forest and there are monkeys everywhere. And they climb all over you and they do this <laughs> quite a lot. That sort of scary, I'm going to spread disease face. We were just told, just don't. Whatever you do, don't go near the baby monkeys because the mama monkeys don't like it and they might get a bit defensive. So what did I do? I saw a baby monkey on a tree trying to reach a branch and I didn't touch the baby monkey. I just moved the branch closer to it so it could move to the branch. The mama monkey came out of nowhere and bit me on my side just above my hip and it was gross and it was shocking. I made this sort of weird ah! noise and everyone stared. 
as they should because I'm an idiot. So I look down and there's this wound, there's blood, and Rich is like, oh, well, now you've done it. This is not good. This is bad. This is really bad. We'd both seen the film Contagion. We know what happens. I didn't want to be patient zero. I just, whatever happens in this life, I do not want to be patient zero of some sort of apocalyptic outbreak. And because I was bleeding, we popped along to the medical first aid area where the guy proceeded to tell us that all the monkeys were rabies-free. I don't know how you prove that. And I'll be fine. Don't bother getting any injections. It'll be okay. And that is not what the doctor told me when we finally tracked one down. And upon our return to Australia, I went to the emergency ward where they said, yeah, we're going to need to give you a lot more injections and we'd like you to enter into the infectious diseases program because, hey, you were bitten by a monkey on your honeymoon. So there it is. That's the rabies story. Thank you so much for joining me for the Save the Date Wedding podcast. It is such a delight to be talking to you. And I feel like this is the culmination of many years of wedding planning, talking about weddings uh, in my stand-up comedy routines. As a writer, I've contributed to Cosmo Brides and I've written a wedding planning book called Smart Wedding. I've been engaged twice. This is something I'm quite happy to own. I'm married now. The second engagement worked out quite well. The first, not as much. Stories sort of become comedy fodder now. At the time, it was awful. But I was engaged to a guy and we were together for eight years. And then five weeks before the big day, he decided he didn't want to do it. I was working in television at the time and I really wanted to get into stand-up comedy. I knew that there was something in me that just wanted to get up there and tell jokes and, and entertain an audience. I really had this drive, but I didn't have the content. And it wasn't until I started to tell this tale of woe, this tale of dumping, which was humiliating, but also bizarrely entertaining to people after a while. And I think it was the way I was telling it. My emotional response was to make jokes about it, to find the funny in this pretty morbid situation. By accident, it became this tale of unplanning a wedding. You know, it's easy to talk about planning a wedding, but how do you go about dismantling one? With every cancellation phone call I had to make, I got an even more sometimes ridiculous response from the vendors. Some were very genuine and completely devastated for me, and others were just full of faux sympathy. And one of the lines I always remembered, and it went in my act, was, Oh, you poor darling. Oh, you poor, poor pet. Now, you do realise the deposit's non-refundable, don't you? And that's what I would get. I'd be like, yes, blubbering, crying, going, yes, take my money. I understand. It's business. <gasps> awful. It was an awful situation. So what do you do when you have this sort of content? You enter a stand-up comedy competition, invite all of your friends along to the event in hope that you can just get up and do the five minutes, give it a crack and tick it off your list. And I did that. And on the night, it was me and 15 guys. And I got up and I didn't tell any of my friends what my act was about. I just said, please come along and support me. I really, I really need you tonight. And I won. And in the end, my third stand-up comedy gig was at the national finals of Raw Comedy Australia, which is a big stand-up comedy competition, which was held at the Melbourne Town Hall in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And it was in front of 3,000 people. I still get nervous thinking about that day because I had no idea how to perform to a really big audience like that. I'd really not had any experience in front of crowds and it was mortifying and wonderful. And from then on, I was hooked. So Due to this weird, awful experience of being dumped and having to unplan a wedding, it launched a different career for me and really took me in a different path. From then on, weddings and I have been interconnected. 
And lucky for this podcast, and probably more importantly, my life, I met Rich and we became engaged in 2011 and we had one year to plan our wedding. And at the time, I was a a host on an Australian television show called The Circle, which was a morning panel show, a little like The View or Loose Women, if you're in the UK. And I had an amazing job. It was the best job. I got to go out and shoot stories all over Australia, actually internationally. We travelled a lot with the show. When we became engaged, my producer said, you know, it would be great to share with the audience your wedding planning process. And it was so fun. We did everything. We looked at all the different aspects of the day. So much so we had a crew at our wedding filming the day, which was unexpected and delightful because now I have a professional wedding video that's also been broadcast on national television. (laughs) So after we got back from the honeymoon and I was rabies free, I was approached by a publisher to put all this information that I'd collected uh, in a book. I wanted to write a fun wedding planning guide that was in my voice that sort of said, hey, follow these steps and all will be fine. No matter what sort of money you've got to spend on the big day, just relax. It's all going to be okay. And that's what I want to do here on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I want to make things easier for you because this is really fun and satisfying. It shouldn't be you getting into bed at night having palpitations over lists and money and worry. I want to remove all of that worry from your life and I want you to enjoy it. And I want to introduce you to some of my wonderful friends who will also make things much easier for you and keep you up to date and very well informed and make you the sassiest bride or groom ever. There you go. That was the rabies story. It's our future current Alicia here. And I wanted to thank you so much for downloading this episode. I had no idea when I first started this show, how popular it would become, but also what a great community it would create, which really is just a bunch of like-minded people who have this collective want to not get sucked into the bullshit that can sometimes surround wedding planning. And for me, the past 300 episodes of this show have been about helping you get what you want without getting stressed and having to also sort of just respond to some of the reactions that family have and that it's really hard when you don't have a lot of money and sometimes it's really hard when you do have a lot of money and people are pulling you in different directions. For many people wedding planning is the first really big adult thing that they have to do and spend a lot of money on and have to deal with other people's opinions and reactions outside of sort of graduating college or getting a job and buying a house. And it can really turn up some crazy shit in families and friends. You can really figure out who means what to you and the value of their friendship and the value of their opinions. In the podcast, I talk a lot about obligation and how we can really feel obliged to invite people, spend money, take different paths that we don't necessarily want. And ultimately, I hope what you get out of listening to this show is feeling a little bit more confident in making the decision that's right for you, planning a wedding that's just represents what you are as a couple, who you are as a couple, and not feeling that you have to spend a lot of money if you don't have it, or feel like you have to have a ballroom wedding if you just want to get married in a barn or a shack or in a car. I don't know, do whatever the fuck you want. That's the whole premise of this show. I give zero fucks about what other people want. It's all about what you want. And it's about supporting you in making those decisions, making things easier and having fun. I hate when people say, 
just have fun with it. I did a lot of, uh, well, I still do, comedy, acting. And one of the things that I despise hearing in auditions is when the uh, the person running the audition says, just have fun with it. Whatever you do, just have fun with it. You know, I'm not going to have fucking fun. I'm here being judged by you. And it's not really my idea of fun. Just give me the job. However, I digress. Straight up, what you get with Bride Chiller is me, your virtual bridesmaid. So many of my listeners have said, you're just like a bridesmaid, but I haven't got to buy you a dress. And uh, I regularly uh, play your voice messages. I encourage people to ring in and share their wins, the highs, the lows, the questions, the conundrums, things that they're struggling with, things that they've achieved. I really love when Bridechiller graduates get on and share a bit of a story with me, and uh, it's just really great. So I just wanted to jump on in and update this as uh, I recorded that original episode right back at the beginning. Didn't really give much information about the show, having never made the show before, but now you know, it's great. So I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or uh, Android. Also, if you want to jump on board, follow the Facebook page. That's where lots of chat and conversation happens. And if you just want to have a good old stalk, visit thebridechiller.com. And that's where you'll find more information about me, the show, and uh, just getting involved. If you find yourself really liking the show, you can get access to the back catalog, the entire 300 plus episodes of the Bride Chiller podcast simply by downloading our app, which is also available on iOS and Android. And uh, subscriptions start at $12 a month, which, you know, it's just a couple of coffees. That's how I always think of it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the next, I don't know, 300 episodes. Whew, you got some listening to do, girl. The Bride Chiller podcast, busting wedding planning balls, one podcast at a time.